With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you. 
Vengeance of the Sword. I think everybody should be able to hear me right now. And if you don't, let me know. If you do, let me know. Uh, and I apologize uh, for the first uh, <laughs> 10 minutes of the show where I was talking. Nobody could hear anything I was saying. But what I was saying was that we have a great show for everybody tonight. Mercurial Liaison, Chuck Woodward will be calling in in about 15 minutes. I believe Mark and Paul from the band will also be calling in with them. I'm not too sure. We'll find that in a little while. And in the second half of the show, Sid, Bob, Sean, Steve, Andrew from Effectus 13. It's going to be a free-for-all for everybody. I don't know if it's an interview or what, but just stick around and enjoy it. We're going to have a good time. Uh, I do apologize you couldn't hear me, but every time Block Talk Radio upgrades the switchboard, it changes things around. And it seems to uh, knock out all the settings on the microphones that are in the studio and the headsets. And it's my own fault because I really should double-check uh, before the show, but... You get so you're so used to everything working, sometimes you forget. All right, so uh, we're using a different setup right now to talk, and we'll get that fixed up uh, for next week. I do apologize. All right, uh, what do we do? We did Anvil Bitch and Vengeance of the Sword. This is the first time I've played the band on the show in a couple of years because they were banned and put in the book for canceling two interviews on me, not showing up. But we let bygones be bygones last year, and uh, it's time to get the music back on. And before that, like I said, Harder Attack would Let the Sleeping Dogs Lie. Uh, that fe- featured Rich Harder on vocals. Uh, I think they were signed to John Connolly's label from Nuclear Assault. I know Dan Loka worked on a lot of the tunes on this record uh, with them. 
But that was the only album that the band put out, and it kind of faded into the woodwork after that. All right, let's keep the music going here, and I'm going to see if I can get the other microphone set up corrected. Uh, in the meantime, how about uh, from Germany, Prowler? This is uh, Mind and Might off of the demo tape. <laughs>
believe we have Chuck on the line. Let's connect him and get this interview going. Chuck, this is Mike. How are you? Mike, how are you? I'm doing great, man. It's a pleasure to have you on here today. Thanks for having me. Uh, anytime, man. I, I tell you, the album came out great. You did a phenomenal job on it. Great, thanks. Uh, anytime. I, I know it's been like a long time coming because the band got it, I mean, it got started really in the late 80s, around 88, right? I'm sorry? Uh, the band. The band got started like in the late 80s, so this yeah, album we, was like we, a, a long time coming. Yeah, we got going, uh, I believe it was 88. Uh, we all kind of met up. We were actually... Uh, we're actually friends in high school, uh, different bands, and, and uh, we kind of hooked up uh, to get that started. The three of you knew each other for a long time, uh, but uh, you always seem to have trouble, it seems like, with the vocals and the drummer. So when it came yeah, to the yeah. album, how did it work out? Well, you know, we had, we were, I don't know, you know, there was, we had different singers, we had different drummers. Uh, we just couldn't keep, it, it was me and, and uh, Mark David and, and Paul Joseph. Uh, started the band and we just couldn't get that right connection with people uh, everybody jumping at one point i actually jumped in as vocals and uh, we found another guitar player and it's just been a struggle through the years uh you know we all got into different projects throughout the year but uh you know uh, we tried several times to to get things moving and, and it's just been the right time and we've been working on this album for a very long time yeah, I can imagine. Is, is it like just the lack of talent out there or a lack of dedication or just not things just clicking with other musicians that, did, that didn't make it happen as far as finding the right drummer and singer? Because it's a lot harder today than it was in the 80s to find people that are kind of dedicated to moving a band along. But back then, everybody seemed to be chomping at the bit to be in a band. Yeah, everybody back then was in a band. I mean, actually, the scene was uh, it was great. A great scene, you know, uh, you know people... Back then, though, two were were at each other's uh, throat at times, and uh, you know I think Kerry Ellison then was pretty much in our area in upstate New York. We were kind of ahead of our time, I believe, with the stuff that we wrote, things that we wanted to do. Um, you know, we we just never could find. Um, I think we were very picky on on what we wanted as far as vocals. Um, you know, and our stuff is. Uh, I can't say it's complicated, but we needed that right drummer, and yeah. and we just couldn't find it. You know, uh, we were into that. Um, you know, we loved the Queens right and the Fates Warning and uh, Watchtower Hitman. So we're looking for that certain singer, which we had for a little bit, but you know, a lot of egos too, and and yeah. that's something we had to deal with. And I think that's the reason why uh, we we could never keep a singer. It's hard. Well, you know, the band did get started in the late 80s, and I know, you, I believe that you recorded a demo tape early on, didn't you? We did. We did a four-song demo. And before you know it, a couple of years later, it just seemed like heavy metal collapsed upon itself. Everything good about it anyway. Grunge took over, and the whole world just changed after that. And I guess that was kind yeah. of like the death knell for the band. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. I mean, Grunge took over, and, I, you know, the scene was just, uh, you know, went kaputs. You know, uh, and so everybody just, you know, that was it for the band. And, uh, you know, we tried, we did our shows and, uh, but we, you know, we did the four song demo, but it just, uh, it just wasn't enough. We knew what we had and, and we wanted to let everybody, uh, know what we had as far as the story and the character we had. And, uh, you know, this whole thing with, uh, the internet now just makes things so much easier, so much better, you know, 
it, it would have been great if we had that back then in the in the late 80s. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Was it frustrating and disappointing to have to kind of wrap it up at that point in time because you really never got to really get out there what you wanted to with this whole story of based, you know, with the new album? Uh, yeah, it was very frustrating because, you know, like I said, I think we were ahead of our time at some point here. And, uh, you know, we had this whole thing uh, worked out. You know, we, we kind of knew where we wanted to go. And, you know, it, it's just like any anything else, like a writer, you know, you have all these ideas and, and you know, you want to you want to put it out there for the people to experience. And, and not being able to do it, uh, you know, was very frustrating. Yeah. Well, you know what? 25-something odd years later, untold stories, the scripture of sadness, finally sees the light of day. It comes out, and I guess this is, I mean, because you only had the full song demo at the time that was out for people to hear, and a lot of that is on the album, but a lot of, are they all newer tunes, other stuff that you were kind of working on back then to put this the whole thing together with? Well, yeah, well, we the four songs that were on the demo um, or on the, on the new album, um, we actually did have uh, other songs written back then um, that we were not able to record. Um, so uh, they sat on the, on the back burner too. Uh, when we had the opportunity now to put out the album, we went back through some of our old songs and we kind of uh, changed things around to kind of update it, uh, put a little uh, different change on it. Um, and we also did write uh, several new songs uh, also for the album. Well, now you're talking writing new songs all these years later. Was like that vibe and that chemistry still there between the three of you? And did you try to kind of like uh, keep it to the way the band used to be? Or naturally, all these years later, and got you guys playing in different bands and different influences coming in, did it change the sound or the style of the newer songs to the point where you felt it didn't really represent what you guys were back in the 80s? No, no. Um, us writing the tunes, it's, uh, it was me and uh, uh, Mark David that did most of the writing. And uh, we were always on the same page. Um, all these years later, just more experience over the years made us better players. Um, we kept uh, the same kind of style, uh, but we were able to get a little bit more creative now than when we did, you know, 20 something years ago. Um, but we kept it, trying to update it more now, but we kept that Carrie Ellison sound that we wanted uh, from, from day one. Yeah. Well, you feel like, you know, getting better over the years, working better together now because, you know, you've had that experience. Do you feel like now, like, it's easy to write songs or to put this together because the pressure is off in the 80s? You know, every band was trying so hard to, to make it big, sign to a label. Now, all these years later, the scene has gone through so many roller coaster rides, and it's kind of happening again right now. But did you feel like now is, like, a better time for the band? Well, you, you know, there's, there's, you know, millions and millions of bands out there, and anybody can pick up a, an instrument and, and record and throw it up on YouTube now. Uh, a lot of people don't even play instruments, and they have everything already programmed for you and stuff. So it's easy for people to, to, to do uh, as far as music go. But, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, us being true to ourselves, um, you know, we really work hard at what we do and, and – uh, I think if you stay true to yourself and you have that certain style and not try to jump into what everybody else is doing, you know, Terry Ellison as a band, we tried to stand out, uh, try to not be like the next guy. Um, and, you know, we really believe in what we write and, and uh, you know, we're hoping that the listeners would, uh, will take to it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to be that uh, story storytelling power metal. You know, we have this character, we have this uh, whole storyline and stuff. 
you know, we're not just another band that comes out, says we're a band, uh, you know, we got 10 songs and here's our album type of thing. We actually have like a whole other uh, side to us. Absolutely. And, and you know, you brought in some heavy hitters for this record too. I mean, Mark Zander's on there playing drums, Jason Bittner. Who else you have you know, on this album guesting on? Um, we have uh, Chris Caffrey, um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. We got Mike Campese. Yeah. Um, Mike Campese and uh, Jason Bittner actually uh, are good friends of ours. Uh, we went to high school together with uh, Mike Campese. Jason, eh, he lives a couple blocks away from us. So we all grew up together in the same metal scene. Um, the other guys, uh, Mark Zonder and uh, Chris Caffrey, uh, Mark David, uh, the bass player, Kerry Alpson, actually uh, knows these guys very well. And he actually knows a lot of other uh, um, famous musicians. And uh, coming to the next album, uh, you know, we're going to have other people, uh, uh, special guests on, on the next one also. Cool. Are you guys going to keep like the same setup like you have now, uh, bringing in a vocalist to the album and you know a, a drummer, or different drummers, or are you still looking for you know like a permanent drummer and uh, you know a full time singer? Well, yeah, I mean the, the, the singer we have now, he's doing a great job. Uh, as far as uh, drumming goes, I'm not sure quite what we're doing about that. Like I said, we have Jason Bettner, uh, and you know if we do uh, if we do shows, I mean if he's not busy with his projects, uh, he's able to jump in. Uh, but as far as recording and new album stuff, um, you know, we already have Mark Zonder uh, aboard to uh, record the next one for us. That's, that's a rough choice. You know, you got two semi-good drummers there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, with all these bands out there, it seems like many, many musicians have many different bands, and, and especially the ones that are trying to make a living out of it. You know, they'll go from one band, and, and if they're available, they'll jump in another band, and stuff, which is fine. You know, so, but the same with us, we know a lot of people, we try to keep our uh, options open, uh, you know, when we have that uh, opportunity, then we have, uh, you know, people we can actually call and see who's uh, available to do the shows. Yeah. Uh, are you trying to, or are you trying to set up some shows or get out there to do this? You know, hearing this whole album from start to finish would be great. Um, we, we would like that. That would be, uh, that would be great. Um, we're looking to promote right now. We're looking for, you know, that one, you know, a couple great options and bands out there, uh, you know, would like to pick us up. Um, you know, we'd love to do it. That was our goal from day one, doing this full album like this from start to finish. You know, we were a band even back uh, in the 80s, early 90s. You know, we loved doing shows. We, You know, we had the props. We had the fog machine and stuff. You know, we had this whole um, character with Carrie Ellison we wanted to present to people. And, and uh, you know, with her doing... Uh, you know, readings and tarot cards and something that we would like to do, you know, prior to our show and having uh, fortune tellers there and stuff for, for the fans. And so, you know, it would be a great opportunity if we can get hooked up with the right uh, right bands and, and uh, you know, the right promoters and stuff. It'd be great. I would love it. That that sounds like a really cool show to go see, you know. It's, there's nothing like that. A lot of people forget about the entertainment part of being in a band today. You know, it's nice to have a whole thing, you know, built up around the show. Right. Yeah, well, that's, you know, like I said, that's that's what we wanted to do. I mean, back when you went and saw bands, you wanted to see a show. You didn't want to see four or five guys up there just banging their head and stuff. You wanted to see everything else that came along with it. And we still, uh, as a band, uh, Carrie Ellison, you know, want to produce that again. We want to actually go out and, and have that full show. You know, do something like uh, King Diamond would do. 
Yeah. You know, you have that whole, this is what Kerry Ellison is all about. And we'd like to, you know, we'd like to tell our story, you know, the book, the book of uh, stories untold there. Um, sure. You know, all our, our, our uh, visions that Kerry Ellison had and their uh, book of shadows, you know, we'd really like to uh, let people hear this. That would be fantastic. And I know I read that you spent pretty much most of last year, you know, like putting this album together and working on it and making it come to life. But when did you guys first start talking again about making it happen? I mean, because, you know, since 91, I'm sure you guys have kept in touch. When did it really come about? We said, hey, let's, you know, let's put this thing together again and try it. Well, um, now I wish Mark David was here with me on the phone. He actually got contacted by someone. Uh, we had the four song done all on uh, YouTube. And we got contacted asking if we were uh, still a band. Um, and at that point, uh, I guess we, we were. We all kept in contact. And like I said, over the years, we tried to uh, uh, keep in touch and, and get the band going. But, uh, you know, it started probably a year and a half ago, maybe. Maybe even two years, which we started getting things together and uh, started writing for, for this album and, and going back through all the old songs and kind of... Uh, you know, changing some stuff around. And, and in the meantime, uh, you know, uh, we got a hold of the old uh, singer, um, you know, which he was MIA. Um, so, you know, we were doing a, a vocal search. Um, and then, um, you know, we landed what we, we were looking for. You know, we wanted to go uh, a little bit more mainstream there with the vocals. And, uh, you know, back in the day, if you listen to the first song demo, there was a lot of high-pitched screams and stuff, which... You know, we still love today, but, you know, we wanted to change it up a little bit. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you had this whole thing going. Uh, I mean, after the band broke up, did you stay in music? I mean, did you I, – I know you were, you were in Kid Bluto for a while, but that was more recently, you know, over the last 10 years or so, 10 years ago. I don't I remember when it was, but did you do anything immediately after the band broke up? Um, after Terry Olsen split, you know, we kind of uh, – I'm not sure what the other guys did. Uh, you know, I kind of laid well. Um, you know, I didn't really do much. You know, I still wrote songs. I mean, I still have uh, songs that I've written over the last 10 years. I still have that I haven't even used yet. But, um, you know, just jumping in and out of bands, doing some uh, cover cover songs, you know, just to get out there and, and you know, wet my whistle a little bit. And, you know, uh, as far as, like, Kid Bluto, I was in a band called Bavaria um, over the years. And, and if people don't know... Um, along with me playing guitar uh, with Carrie Ellison, which is you know our our main project here. Over the years, the other bands I was in, I actually uh, did vocals. Yeah, because you sang with Kid Bluto. Yeah, I sang for Kid Bluto. Um, I sang for the uh, Varia, and I was actually in a band with uh, Mike Campes. Um, it was called Altered Angel back in the day, and uh, and you know I sang for them too. So you know between the band, that's, you know, I kind of switched on and off. Which one do you like better? Are you more comfortable singing or, or playing guitar, or does it really matter? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, with Carrie Ellison, I love playing guitar, you know, because uh, me and Mark David wrote the tunes, and, and it's, there's, you know, there's so much fun to, to jam out to, and, you know, that's my baby project, you know, and it, it's a lot of fun playing guitar. Anything else outside of uh, Carrie Ellison, I'd probably be a vocalist. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, you got Facebook now, MySpace, all the social media out there. Were you surprised how many people remember the band from back in the day when you started going around on the internet and seeing people still trading the demo tape and, and talking about you guys? Was it surprising, or did you think people kind of just forgot completely about you? Man, well, I, you know, after these years, I thought people kind of forgot, but once the name started uh, surfacing again, it was uh, very shocking to see how many people you know, were interested still in the band saying, oh, these guys are back, they surfaced, you know, what's going on with these guys? So, yeah, we've got a lot of interest. That's good to know. <laughs> that That's always good. So what do you yeah. got coming up? What do you got coming up for the band right now? Because I'm going to play one more tune. We're going to wrap this up, uh, Chuck. So what's happening with the band right now, and where's the best place for people to come find you guys and, and grab a copy of this really great album that you worked so hard on over the last well, year? Well, um, right now the band is doing a lot of promotions, uh, promoting, promoting uh, the CD. Um, like I said, if we, we get good contacts, we can get uh, some great shows. We're going to jump on that. Um, we are actually writing for the next album. Uh, we're going to start doing some scratch tracks uh, as of April. Um, uh, they, uh, the fans can grab the, uh, the CD at uh, cdbaby.com. I believe it's on Amazon. Um, I'm not sure. They can go to carryellison.com. Um, I'm not sure if they're able to access it there yet. Um, but there is several uh, different places. Uh, we just uh, got a distributor from uh, Germany who just picked it up. Um, so uh, everything's new. We got more and more people uh, picking it up. So as as it comes about, then you know we'll post it up on uh, CarrieAllison.com, and people can go there and then uh, and then they can grab uh, the CD. That's fantastic. And Chuck, you did a great job in this. I think one of your bandmates is trying to call in, but they keep hanging up as soon as they connect to the, internet, connect to the switchboard. But we're going to wrap it up here anyway today. But I can't thank you enough for calling in and talking with us today. I'm going to play one more tune off the record. And everybody, go out there and buy this record. This is how we support the scene, support these bands, and it makes it a lot easier for these guys to get out another record for you. So, Chuck, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Great, Mike. Thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Anytime. When the next record comes out, you come right back on here and we'll do it again. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Here you go off the brand new record that's taken a very long time to come out, but it's well worth the wait. Here's Lonely Memories.
would kill it. Never say never. You know, Sid has an effect. It's 13 going right now. But if you remember from back in the days, he played drums with Overkill after Rat left the band. And going even further back than that, he was with uh, Paul Diano in Battle Zone. Uh, actually, back in 85, rated 6, I believe. So, we got a lot to talk about with the guys tonight. But like I said, it's all about Infectus 13, their newest project. Uh, we'll see what's going on with that. They'll be calling in in about five minutes or so. And uh, we'll get on one more tune, and then we'll start that interview as soon as all the guys start calling in. I want to remind everybody, this Thursday on the Metal Matinee, it's Power Ballad. It's not Power Ballads. It's about Ballad the Songwriter. So, all ballad cover tunes. This Thursday, all Russ Ballad cover tunes this Thursday on the Metal Matinee. So don't forget to tune in at 12 o'clock. And next Sunday is Easter Sunday. And I don't do a live show on Easter Sunday because it's the only day I get to spend with the family. So uh, come by and listen. It's a brand new show. I have two interviews to do this week. And we're going to pre-record it and the show. Uh, like I said, brand new. We have interviews with Rob Rock of Impelitary coming up this Sunday. As well as Joe Sims. And Jeff McGraw from Axe Master. The band has a brand new record out called Overture to Madness. Definitely one of the band's best records to date. So don't forget to tune in live next Sunday night. Even though it's pre-recorded, it's still live. And if I get done with the family dinner early enough, I will open up the chat and stop in. But uh, we'll see what happens between now and then. All right, let's get on one more quickie. The band should be calling in right after that. Here's Sacred Blade with Legacy. <laughs>
guys, Sacred Blade with Legacy, those guys kind of faded into the woodwork. I mean, they had quite a bit of uh, output back in the day, but once they were gone, they were gone, and you really hear anything from them. But right now, it's all about Infectus 13. I know we have Steve on the line. Everybody's starting to call him right now, so let's connect it. It's going to be like a free-for-all tonight. Steve, you there? Yeah, I'm here, buddy. All right, hang on. Let's see who else is on the line here. All Hi, right. Andrew. Andrew, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's nice to have you on here today. Thank you. All right. We're just waiting on a few more people. There's a lot of you guys calling in today. I don't think your band could be any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Who, you need, all you need is a, an oboe player, a trombone player, and an accordion player. I think you got everything covered. Yeah. Hey, we, we, we can find them. We can find them. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how was it playing with that? I mean, there's like six of you in the band, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. guitars, bass, vocals, drums. Isn't it difficult dealing with just one guitar player, guys, not as three of you? Nah, nah, they're cool dudes, and, and a cool chick, too. Yeah. That's you know, a lot of people say guitar players, you know, have attitudes, you know, like the, the, the rock stars. Dude, did you hear, did you hear the, the tune, man? Did you hear the tune? Obviously, no. these dudes are freaking awesome, man. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Enemy at the gate, absolutely, man. You guys did a bang-up job in that song. I'm, I'm hoping that there's a lot more Thank coming, you. too. Well, hopefully nine, ten more. Ah, not bad. I like that. I do too. All right. Well, you know what? Before the other guys call in, let's talk about you guys. How did you guys? I mean, you guys are kind of all over the place, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Mo- well, most of us are uh, in Oklahoma, I think. I'm in Tampa, and uh, Bob, our singer, uh, he's up in Jersey somewhere. Yeah. Well, well, Bob is freezing his ass off like I am right now because we're in Tampa. Guys, a little warmer. Hey, I, think hey, bro, I was driving home last night from a yeah. show, and it said 59 degrees on my car thermometer, dude. So it, it was frigid, bro. 59 degrees. I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd brought my sweatshirt last night. I tell you. Um, I feel bad for you. Hang on. I think we got Bob on the line. Bob, oh, there we go. Yeah, I was just listening to you guys, and I'm like, um, am I like, just just to listen with hell? Hello? That's <laughs> what I was doing. You started, man. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not cold, man. I've been in the hospital, just had a kid a couple of days ago. I haven't yeah. slept. I don't know what's going on. It's nice and warm where I'm standing. That's right. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's okay, man. Uh, now you're really in for hell. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. Yeah, this is just the beginning, let me tell you. Thank, thank God you have a son, because if it was a, bo- a girl... You, you kill yourself in 10 years. Yeah, I, was, I definitely got lucky on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Bob, it's great to have you on here. Uh, so far, Steve and uh, Andrew are on the line. I know we're waiting for Sid and Sean to call in, but we'll keep talking. I was saying, like, you guys are kind of all over the place. How did you guys all hook up and meet to get this thing going? That damn Sid guy. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I started he... talking to Sid on Facebook a while ago when he started having his problems, and he um uh, asked me... If it was cool, uh, how he can get in touch with uh, Dave Lynch, you know, I'm in speculate with, because he hadn't talked to him in a long time, and we just started rapping. And next thing you know, I come home one day and he's like talking about the project. He's like, "Hey, I want you to be the singer. Is it cool if I announce it?" I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool." And then like ten minutes later, everybody's congratulating me on Facebook. I didn't even know what that was going on. <laughs> That's <laughs> I was okay. like, "You really did it?" They're like, "Yeah, you're the singer of Effective 13." I'm like, "What? I am." <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, bro. Yeah, so I said, I was like, wow, how'd that happen? I said yes, and oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess I said yes. Yeah. Well, this is a brand new thing. It's just getting started. You know, everybody knows you got Speak Cool Hate going on also. 
Steve, Andrew, guys, got anything else going on besides this that you keep keep yourselves busy with musically? Oh, I used to. Uh, I played played in the cover band for a while, but I pretty much put all my energy into Infectus now. So that's good. Yeah, I'm a whore. A lot less than my play. <laughs> Andrew's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, is it important if you're going to make music a career, you're going to try to do this and this only. Do you kind of have to be in multiple bands today to make this happen, or is it still possible to be in one band for like 30 years? If your band's Cannibal Corpse, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're an Overkill, it's worth it. Yeah, there you go. Why yeah. not, man? Yeah. Slayer, yeah, I could do, that. I could do Slayer one. for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Gary's got accidents, yeah, though, man. Yeah. Anytime James Hetfield's ready, I'll start singing from a towel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he was ready like 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the hardest thing today about making a band happen? I mean, you know, I mean, besides finding the right guys to play with and having that chemistry, what's the most difficult thing about keeping a band going today? Oh, God. What is it? So you're having a relationship with a bunch of chicks you're never going to have sex with. <laughs> uh, I've been in a lot of bands myself then. Yeah, these, uh, these, these cross country, the cross country ones where everybody's not in the same place is actually easier because you're not all in the same room looking at each other like, man, I want to punch two of these fucking guys today. Yeah. You know, and what did this asshole just say? Oh my God, I want to kill him, you know? <laughs> oh, you were, oh, you were late to, you were late because you were, you know, oh, okay, great. I'm glad that I changed my entire life around to show up, but you, you had too many things going on over there, you know, sitting in your house drinking beer, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're talking. Yeah, you gotta, if, you're, if you're not doing it for the music, you'll end up killing one of them, that's for damn sure. So I guess it is better that you guys don't actually get to the same room together because somebody might not come out of it. I don't want Bob to fight me. That's where I'm at now. No, I don't. I don't fight anybody. That's the thing. I look like I'm gonna, and I get mad and everything. And I put in advance for guys like I thought you were gonna punch me. I'm like, you've never seen me punch anybody. Why would you even think that? <laughs> All right, guys. You're Bob. I think we got one more guy calling, and let's see who it is. It can only be uh, Sid or Sean. Who's left? Uh, I'm here, Sid. All right. Sid, what's going on? No. How are you? It's about time the guy that talks funny showed up. <laughs> hey, it, it, it's 615. What's up, bro? 615. It's like freaking 730 here in Jersey. Where's your clock? Your hour 15 difference there in Oklahoma? <laughs> so, Sid, you're out in Oklahoma, and I believe Steve is out in Oklahoma, right? Yeah. So, what? Yeah, we're out here in Oklahoma. We're out here in Oklahoma. Yes, yeah, so I guess yeah. that's the of the Metal Oklahoma. Universe today. Yeah. How the hell did shit end up in Oklahoma? Exactly. Yeah, let's hear that, <laughs> that, that, let's hear that story. That, that, that's a very long story. It, it involves a titty bar, a tour bus, and a Slayer Oklahoma Motorhead show. Wow. <laughs> is Oklahoma the only place that, uh, is Oklahoma the only place that Paul Diano can't find you? I don't know. Why is he looking for me? I don't. I don't know if he's looking for anybody that guy these days. But who the hell knows? I don't know. I think he's still looking for himself, isn't he? I think so. <laughs> I think he left himself a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Looking for his voice. That sweet guy that he is. That sweet guy he is. All right. I, I think. I think we got Sean on the line to us. Connect Sean. Sean, is that you? Yes, it is. 
Everybody, oh, set up. we'll we'll set up, bro. Hey, break down, boys. All right. Well, listen, we were talking. We were talking about the mail a while ago, and I know it's going to be chaos with five of you on the line uh, because it's like getting all together in a, in a rehearsal room. So I'm just going to throw the questions out there. Whoever wants to jump in and answer them, go right ahead. We started earlier. We know you guys all live all over the place, but you're making this thing work. How did the whole idea of the band come about? Shit, tell them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuck. I mean, if it gives me any fun, five guys, I wouldn't have to see anything. No, it's it's uh, it was just uh, you know it it was uh, it was one of those things. Do you you know shit happens in life? Do you wanna you know do you wanna be remembered for you did what you did twenty years ago? Do you wanna be remembered for something you wanna try and do now? And I, I chose the next option. And then I got into the whole bop over uh, over Facebook through uh, Speed Kill Hate and all that through Dave and all. And uh, this this was really what it came down to a chance for me to get it. Uh, you know, I became a big fan of Bob and both as a person as a musician. So it was it was more for me saying, hey, you know, this this is probably going to be my only chance to to work and record with somebody like Bob, even though we might not. Sit in the same room doing it, so you know I, I decided to give it a go, and uh, you know uh, Andrew lives in Florida, and uh, you know and the rest of us are here in, in in the center of the country, and and you know in the old days they would have been fucking FedEx would have been making a lot of money sending shit back and forth, but now we can do it instantaneously. Well, I, like some of the guys were saying, they kind of like it better that way, where you are all over the place, because there's less tension if you get into a room together. It might actually work out and work better. We, 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 I, I mean, as slow as this fucking project is going right now, and trust me, it's going really slow for a number of different reasons. If we were in the same town and say we were in the studio five days a week, it would take us three years to get the first riff together. Put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's probably about right. That's about right? It, 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 it's, it's a crazy bunch of people. It, it's a lot of freaking fun. I mean, it, it's, you know, we, we we had ups and downs, not necessarily with, with uh, you know, anything special or above what happens in any other situation. I mean, this, this, this yeah, this this is my project, but this is a band situation. So there are ups and downs. We've got disagreements. But overall, this this is what this is what metal is supposed to be. It's about fucking jokes. It's about having fun. It's about... Uh, being able to rib each other and nobody gets really offended about it, and if they do, they just say, "Hey, dude, that's it. You know that that's too much." And everybody respects each other. So, but overall, this this you know heavy metal is not supposed to be taken too serious, except for just the musicians, you know, taking themselves too serious. But luckily, we we don't do that. So this is just a bunch of fucking frat boys who get together and decide to do this. And, so we, we try to have a serious conversation that lasts about two messages in the rest of it. It's just about <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of things. Let's back on track. Yeah. Well, you put you put an enemy at the gates. You gave everybody a little taste of, I guess, watch the comic because you're all working on other tunes. I guess we'll full on the record. Uh, three guitar plays, amazing sound with the band. But if you had to get rid of one, who's the most expendable? I'm not expendable. <laughs> I mean, what it comes down to here, here's the deal with why we have three guitar players, and and, and you know, I'll I'll, I'll put this out here. Yeah. And, and this, no, it's it's no it's no secret. Uh, when I first started this project, uh, uh, 
Diana John Squires was my main guitar player, and actually she was my only guitar player, and I had made a deal with Jana. Uh, actually, I had told her long before I got the concept of this. She, she is extremely talented. She's beyond extremely talented. And I told her, that if I ever fucking do anything again, I said, one way or another, you will be involved, period. So this came about. And uh, and she says, dude, I got so much shit going on. I said, okay, but this 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 is gonna be like maybe a nine month long project, and it's not gonna be happening every week. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, you know, delusional that I was at that time. I thought, okay, well, in the old days, we could write a fucking album in three months and get it recorded in another two, and we'd be back on the road in eight months. You know? Yeah. So that's not the case. So what what ended up happening was Jenna has two of her own projects going. She's very busy. She's busy every week. See. Essentially, by by Christmas, it was obvious that we were <laughs> a year into the, into the process, and we were nowhere near where I thought we were going to be. And she was very upfront. She was very honest. There's never been any dishonesty. She just said, "Dude, I, I gotta, I I gotta kind of take a huge step back. I I got a brand new project plus my old project, and and I'm not going to be available for this to to the extent you need me to be." And I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, we'll focus on on there's one particular song right now. She's she's Handed pretty much all the guitars on, and uh, she co-wrote. Uh, it was her original idea. We came in, she and I tore it apart, rebuilt it, and have a hell of a good song out of it. And she's pretty much focusing on this now, and, and it's when we need her to come in to let her know. And uh, that's also coincidentally how Steve became part of it because I was like, okay, Sean can handle guitars. Sean is is a different has a different way of thinking about this type of music because that's not what he used to play. <laughs> So I needed somebody who was more of a straight metal. No, I mean seriously, Sean. Sean will hear yeah. a riff like nobody else does. Put it that way, and that, <laughs> that sometimes makes us say, "Dude, what did you smoke before you got up here?" And other times it's like, "Holy shit! How the hell did he get that out of that?" But both Sean and and our, and our project manager Kelly uh, would uh, say, "Dude, you really know you you really really need to start to talk to uh, Steve Pope." And I'm like, "Who the fuck is Steve Pope?" You met the guy. I'm like, I met I met all other guys. I don't know their names. So I ended up having Kelly say, "Hey, why don't you come up and sit down with Sean and we're in the middle of this and blah blah." And, and what I didn't know, Kelly had actually talked to Steve like a year ago. So that's how Steve. So essentially, we have two full-time guitar players, and and we have what I through uh, through I, I, I would say through through Janice's predicament with time-consuming family projects. Uh, she's a very special guest in this project. So we have two 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 permanent project guitar players and one very special guest. That that makes a lot of sense. Plus, you probably get to pay her less because she's a woman. <laughs> no, oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah, her, her percentage of nothing is a little bit less than mine. <laughs> <laughs> the class feeling. <laughs> like, they made me sign this. papers for nothing too. I had to sign all these papers. So they can tell me what percentage of nothing I got. Wow, that's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> what do you mean? You do. You, you, if you want a percentage in a profit, you're gonna have a fucking percentage in the in, in the expenditures too, brother. Uh, I know. I like tells me that too. I'm not down with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they make the magic happen. Somebody gotta pay me. That's right. Huh? <laughs> I make the magic happen. Someone's gotta start paying me. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I hear they got taxes a lot of... On, uh, I think taxes on nothing already. 
All right. right. Now, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I got I had lead singers disease for a minute. I'm back. That's now. okay. <laughs> you in any way, shape, or form to make money in this business today, or, you, or is it just all for fun now, and they're making it a really expensive hobby? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put in my two cents and everybody can put in because I've been out of it a long time, and I, I will – I deliberately stepped back and did not – involved myself whatsoever when I came back a little over a year ago this is not the same business and and I think oh, the keyword no, no. right now it, 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 it's a fucking business the the biggest problem I'm seeing with why I have changed is it's besides the the, the, the humongous conglomerates and, and then like the Sony's and all that flying off not just the, the regular what used to be major labels but also all the cool independent labels so basically you got three companies sitting deciding who the fuck gets contracts in a, in a, in a, in the conventional sense. The other problem I'm seeing with the business, why have that changed? Is is the business has shot the the people in the business, meaning musicians and wannabe musicians, has shot themselves in the foot through the internet. Because right now you can set up a page on on Facebook, you can go out in the bathroom, you can, you can fucking record yourself taking a dump, you can run it through a you can run it through a computer and make it sound like whatever you want it to sound like, and all of a sudden. Hey, I just I just recorded an album. Let's release it, and it gets released. And there there there's no quality control anymore. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's, so so at this at at this point, any any record company in in the sense that we used to understand what a record company was, they probably get where they used to get 200 tapes a week in solicitation for you know hey look at us look at us they probably get about 200 thousand. And at this point. You gotta know somebody to know somebody who knows somebody in the mailroom who can take that shit up to the NR if you still have an NR. So this, there there is no way to make money off music anymore, in my opinion. No. It, it, if if you're lucky enough to have somebody who will reimburse you for what, like say, we we gonna approach a record company and you know what do you want? Well, I want all my expenses reimbursed, and you get to release it. We'll make a deal on how we split whatever money comes in after you get recovering your your expenses. You know, then say let's go on let's let's go on and do some profitable shows. The only way you're gonna make a dime is if you own your own publishing, you own your own merchandise, because you're sure as hell not gonna make it off selling anything on the internet. So now everybody else can give their opinion, but that that's how I see it. Yeah, it's a crazy business today. Now, Sid, who's more difficult to get along with, D.D. Verney or Paul Diano? Oh, oh I, I know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows the answer to that one. <laughs> oh, well, well, what is Paul Diano? Huh? Come on, Sid, we're going we're gonna to cover Ratchild, aren't we? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I personally have absolutely nothing against Paul. I think... I, I again here here's a huge talent that kind of you know lost track of what he was doing. Yeah. When, when, he, when he came out with when he came out with Maiden and you know the the stuff he did with Maiden, he was the most originally sounding singer sure. in what was the New World of British heavy metal and heavy metal in, in period in, in you know overall. He, he his voice was so distinguishable. He 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 just stood out. I mean. There's no way it's it was kind of like Blitz. There's no way you can mistake either one for somebody else. Yeah. And I I it used to piss me off to see somebody you know waste their like such a such a unique talent. 
it was just like you wanted to go up and shake. Them. I said, "What the fuck are you thinking, dude? You you can still have it all. You don't need maiden. You could you could still fucking have it all, but you gotta make the right decisions, dude. You know, yeah. I, I I have nothing against Paul. I I I'm I brag and and you know back then you know of course we we obviously have to be referring to the old Battlezone days. Is is we were a fucking party band. We thought we were rock stars. We we thought we can go around drink, you know. Hey, let's get six cases of beers before the show and go out and play a fucking show, and then we'll do an eight ball afterwards, and we'll keep it going <laughs> till the next show. You know, we didn't realize we, we we didn't realize exactly what it entailed. You know what I'm saying? He he did, and he was on board with us doing it. So you know, it it was just like. You you're not you 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 have that kind of attitude. You're going absolutely nowhere. True. So I guess DD Verney's a hard one to get along with. I I I I don't know if you're trying to get him to say something negative about DD, but I'll tell you up front, I don't have I don't have a single thing negative to say about DD. I never had a problem working with DD. Uh, we, we were and are still good friends. I I have a shitload of respect for for him. As a person, as a bass player, especially, he's he's still who ask Andrew. Uh, that boy can spank some plank. You know, uh, he's my refer- he's my reference point for what do you want for the bass? I don't know. Go listen to Didi. Yeah, I spent a lot of time listening to Horstel in the years of the K man. A lot of fucking time. My son sings Elimination. He's five years old and he sings Elimination. <laughs> You're doing it right, man. <laughs> my kid, my kid better do that too. I'm gonna kick his ass. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, man! <laughs> my kid starts singing some Bieber. He's gonna catch a slap. No, I don't know. They're tweets their own. You know what I'm saying? There's I, I have a friggin' giant fan. Screw him. <laughs> uh, now the truth comes out. <laughs> he likes the Giants. He likes the Rangers. Fuck that kid. Oh. You mean he's, a, he's 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 a fan of the football team, the Giants. He's not a yeah, Giant. I'm I'm a no, no, the Giants. Yeah, the Giants. Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, yeah, last year, last, last year after the Jets lost lost the game, the Giants were playing that night, and they were playing a game in the city, and they were watching it upstairs at the club in New York. And I came walking in with my Jet jersey on, and Dee Dee's like, "Oh, look at this fucking guy!" Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Hey!" I, I started bowing everybody as, "Hey, fucking guys!" Uh, he, but luckily, he, he, is, he definitely is a Giant fan. Oh, big time! There we go. Well, that's unfortunate. All right, guys, we're getting back to the get back to the band. When do you get, when do you plan or when do you hope to get the whole album out? And is this something that you think you're going to be able to get out on the road and play behind, or is it just a studio project at this point? You, you ask all the questions I have to answer, man. I'm totally hungry <laughs> here, dude. Well, I like that. Hold I just said anybody can answer the questions. Anybody hey. can answer that. Sid, all you got to do is yell their name like I did. I said, Sid, answer. Yeah. Sid goes, Sean, answer. We're gonna we're gonna release the album as soon as possible, bro. As soon as fucking possible. There you go. Sean, when's the album coming out? Uh, <laughs> as soon as possible, bro. Coming out. Uh, Yo, the fifth week of September in the in, in the year of uh, sixteen eighty seven. No, 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 no. We got to no. take the pressure off the sit. Everybody else not answering the questions. How many uh, songs are gonna be on the record, Andrew? What's oh, up? that's going to be at least, I'd say at least 12. Great. <laughs> what? Steve, you going to get out on the road behind this album? Are we going to get out on the road behind this album? If Sid lets me. 
Oh, I, I heard we're going to do a fucking you don't have to bro. around Oklahoma. I'm coming down. There you go. <laughs> I want to go to Oklahoma. Steel Panther wrote a song about a girl from Oklahoma. I want to meet her. Me and Andrew are going down to Oklahoma. We're going to do the fucking crazy round, roundabout trail of Oklahoma bars. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. <laughs> hey, hey, we, we, we don't have six-point beer here, brother. You might want to rethink that. <laughs> oh, no, we do, too. You, you still got vodka, right? <laughs> hey, Bob, I, what's I, going on with Speed Kill Hate? Anything happening? Uh, Dave just got back from Europe with Overkill, and they played yeah. in Japan with uh, Exodus at the end. And uh, he's got a few things on the burner, and he's still working on the song. He never did, he never stops. He's the he's a mad scientist. Absolutely. He's still got the song. He's still changing songs and stuff. It's crazy, man. He plays me some stuff. I don't even remember the song anymore. But it always sounds better. He always comes up with great ideas. He is definitely the mad yeah. scientist. Dave was. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the Infectious 13 record. Guys, we've only got a few minutes left in the show, and I want to get on Enemy at the Gate for everybody. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on here today. I know it was like a madhouse of five of you all trying to chime in at the same time, and, and Sid wanted to talk over everybody else, so that made it kind of difficult. But yeah, you, know, you got some rock stars, man. It's some rock stars. You, know, you, can't, you can't stop. Yeah, man. All the animals. fucking foreigners. Yeah, the guy played with fucking, he played with Bobby Blitz, T.D. Verney, and fucking Paul Diano. He's a rock star. Absolutely. He's a rock star, oh, fuck star. He was, he, was, he was one too many bobs in Overkill. <laughs> it was D.D., it was the D.D., and it was the Bobby All-Stars. It was D.D. and the Bobby All-Stars. It, it, it was uh, Bobby Kill. Three, three D.D.s, uh, three Bobbies and a D.D. <laughs> That's the best thing I ever heard. Oh, too much. <laughs> hey, well, guys, thank you very much, man. Let me get on the tune before we wind up running out of time. And uh, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on here today, man. Bob, congratulations with the baby. The best of luck. Thanks, yeah. Bob. All right. Thanks for having us, bro. You, you got it, guys. Take hey. care. It was good talking to Bye. all of you. There you go, the whole crew from Infectus 13, except for Jana, who was the only smart one to sit home today. <laughs> Let's get on the brand new tune, and there's going to be a whole new record coming out real soon. Here's Enemy at the Gate. Fuck, 
one. It was going to the U.S. It's a good band out of France back in the day. All right, we're down to the last 10 minutes of the show. I want to thank everybody for listening, especially all my boys in the chat room for making this fun every week. And I apologize you couldn't hear me for the first five minutes of the show. Then again, I should, you should probably be thanking me that you couldn't hear me, but I got that problem corrected, and I'll be back up and running order next week. Don't forget Thursday in the Metal Matinee, it's Power Ballad, all Russ Ballad cover tunes this Thursday. And next Sunday night, it's pre-recorded, but it's going to be brand new. Don't forget to tune in Rob Rock and Pelletary and Joe Sims, and Jeff McGraw from Axe Master. Oh, I also forgot Tyler Morris. Uh, he's this young guitar player out of Boston, has this killer heavy metal instrumental record out. Uh, this interview I just did with him, and we're going to get that up there uh, on that show also. So don't forget to tune in. And in case I don't see you guys, I'll talk to you uh, Thursday on the Metal Matinee, which I probably won't because I don't open the chat usually for that. I want to wish everybody a very happy Easter next Sunday night. Uh, enjoy your holiday this week. No matter what you're celebrating, that Passover, enjoy it. And uh, we're going to close things out here tonight with some Sinister Realm. But I have to thank my guest, Chuck Woodard. I know someone else in the band was calling in, but it was at the last second and the interview was almost over. So I apologize I couldn't connect you. From Carrie Ellison, I want to thank all the guys from Infectus 13, Andrew, Steve, Sean, Bob, and Sid. It was really cool talking with all of them. All right, like I said, here's Sinister Realm, the Ghost of Nowhere. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. Hopefully it's warmer where you are than it is over here because I got to tell you, I'm freezing my ass off. All right. Good night, everyone.
best heavy metal anywhere. BlogTalkRadio.com and Heavy Metal Mayhem. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.